everyone down in Hong Kong liked Christmas a lot. Yet Charlie Cho, who lived just north of Hong Kong, surely did not. Now, Charlie hated Christmas the entire season. Yet please don't ask us why. No one knows quite the reason. It could be the sweaters that often covered up boobies. Or maybe how the weather halted his making of Cat 3 rated movies. But I think the most likely reason of all was how the cold shriveled his schlong until it was two sizes too small. For whatever the reason, sweaters are the size of a steeple, on Christmas Eve he stood, hating all of the Hong Kong people. Staring down from a tall tree with an exaggerated frown, he could see only loose-fitting clothes throughout the windows in town. They'll get no jackets to cover their tits, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas, it's practically here. Then he yelled from his tree, with his penis nervously thumping, I'll treat Christmas like me, and keep it from coming. All the Hong Kong gals would awake in the morn. They'd dress like their pals and leave Charlie to pawn. Oh, the lack of boobs, 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 boobs. It's the one thing he hated. No boobs, 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 boobs. Then all the fair women from young to old would lock away summer things, and they'd put on jeans, jeans, jeans. Not even tight-fitting where underwear could be saw, but loose-fitting pants leaving Charlie's boner to never run thaw. And then they'd do something Charlie liked least of all. Every girl down in Hong Kong, the tall to the small, they would spend time with their loved ones, spreading all of their joy. They'd spend time with the kitties, every girl and every boy. They'd sing, and they'd sing, and they'd sing, 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 sing. And the more Charlie thought about the way that they'd sing, the more Charlie thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, for far too long I've put up with it now. I must stop Christmas from coming. But how? It's This Week in Sleeves with your hosts, the great lord Joshua Regal and Sleazy K. This podcast has been rated Category 3. No one under 18 may be permitted. Here comes Lazy Claus. Here comes Lazy Claus. Right down tidy whitey fatal lane. He's gonna talk some fucking once again. Feeling no shame. He doesn't write as funny lyrics as the great Lord Joshua Regal did last year. But welcome one and welcome all to a cummy smelly time in here. Yes, welcome indeed. To the Tidy Whitey Theatre. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome indeed to the Tidy Whitey Theatre and our annual Christmas show, our second in a row. It's, um, it's, um, that's, uh, well, that's per definition a tradition, so yeah. there you go. And it's a very special Charlie Cho Tidy Whitey Christmas this year as well. Uh, it's, um, it doesn't have category three Christmas movie per se, but, uh, obviously our Christmas special needs depraved sights of 
Charlie Joe in terms of our picks uh, because that rings true of uh, Christmas for me obviously being Swedish and kind of an open guy you know I, I want my <laughs> depravity in Christmas so. <laughs> of course yeah. uh, so there's a there's a lot of coming to be had in the movies you know deck the halls and all that so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll make a choke on your eggnog, possibly the very content that we're gonna that we're gonna bring bring to you here. So strap in for something rather pleasant, actually, in the form of a, of a U.S. comedy remake called False Lady, and uh, something Charlie Chow esque, threadbare, and depraved story wise in the form in the form of hunting evil spirit. That's our double bill for this Christmas. So welcome, and I'm Slice again. With me is the great Lord Joshua Regal, who's also here to read you a Christmas story. Uh, well, he started reading a Christmas story at the top of the show. To make it really super clear, tell us what the classic Christmas story is. Uh, what's the classic morality tale that you are sharing with us throughout the show, show it's Joshua? A, it's a classic fable that's uh, been going on through the years. It's uh, How Charlie Cho Stole Christmas. I love that story. <laughs> ah, it's so good. So good. I'm going to pass it along to my kids and then their kids to their kids and it's fantastic. It's heartwarming. Indeed. It, it is a morality tale of sorts. You know. Crotch warming. <laughs> there you go. I couldn't have thought of it. Thought of it myself. That's uh, that's wonderful. I, I feel uh, I feel warm now. So while I take a sip of my uh, Yule must, as I do yearly, mm-hmm. Swedish Coca-Cola that um, tastes beautifully uh, bitter. Um, and it may, may be recycled waste after all is said and done, you know. But uh, yeah. But uh, you know, you, you know, added flavors and sugar. And I'm all good with liquid diarrhea, you know. It's what, you know, it's once a year, so I'm cool. I'm cool with whatever. It is actually. I mean, it's not. Co- it's not Coca-Cola. You know. You know, 100. percent You know, it has a slightly bitter, more bitter taste to it. Bitter so, uh, taste to it. Yeah. So, but the, as I said last year, it doesn't feel at all right to drink it. At any other time, it's just kind of like um, this is what uh, Christmas smells like. Shit. I knew I should have got eggnog for this recording. Mm. Have you ever found Yule must uh, going into IKEA? Because I'm sure you have an IKEA somewhere around you. There probably is one in New Orleans, but that's probably like 40 miles from me. So. Mm. Okay, because uh, I don't think they sell it branded as literally Yule must in. Uh, a Walmart or a Target or what have you. I think you you, you gotta go to IKEA to get it called uh, with a label like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I've not seen this magical drink anywhere so far. It is rather magical, you know. Recycled waste from Sweden. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just go by that name. You remember the uh, uh, that fucking uh, candy ca- candy commercial where. Um, uh, uh, fresh Mentos kind of commercial where yeah. where the guy like turns to the camera, thumbs up, and then fresh it's a piece of can- exactly. Yep. But you know, from Sweden, liquid diarrhea. That's <laughs> in, on the same theme and in the same way. Yeah, uh, yeah. They pour it all over themselves. It's horrible. Mm. <clears throat> yummy, yummy! It's Christmas now. So contact information. Christmas contact information. This is. This week is least on the Podcast on Fire Network, podcastonfire.com for this and all the other shows and the bonus episodes and the boner episodes in the case of when we do such episodes. Email for feedback, podcastonfire at googlemail.com. Like us on Facebook, we have a page that uh, is uh, called, the URL is facebook.com forward slash POF network. And you can also interact with us uh, in the Facebook group uh, that you reach by following the link on that page or typing in podcast on fire network in the Facebook search. 
bar and uh, that would be good thank you for your support and uh, for chatting with us and following the show updates and all of that so it's uh, been a cool year for for us and and uh, all of that but I'll, I'll do a proper summary a proper summary and an actual summary at the end of the show and all of that because it's not over yet still 2013 still sleeves to be had you know sleeves and uh, twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire is where you'll find our tweets my writing of uh, category free movies Taiwanese black movies ninja exploitation and what have you so good reviews.com and sleazykvideo.com is where you'll find my video reviews my little spoken mini commentaries over the movies they're very um, they're getting shorter and shorter which I think is a sign of me being effective you know what I mean I, I'm getting a, I'm getting them down to two minutes you know so you, if you don't want to read and just want to watch uh, some uh random or fairly relevant movie clips uh, set to my one two minute review of uh, said movies then uh, by means by all means check out sleazykvideo.com and i tweet at twitter.com forward slash so good reviews check us out on itunes subscribe and if you like us please uh, click uh, whatever star rating well even if you dislike us please leave an honest star rating and uh, if you have a minute or two left over then uh, write a sentence or two about what you thought of the show and uh that will be equal to a review, and that would be very much appreciated if you shared. And you can also stream us to Stitcher, via Stitcher. Uh, the application is available online, stitch.com and all of that, but it's more smoother to listen to Stitcher Radio on your device, such as iPhone, iPad, or Android. And once you're in Stitcher, type in this weekend's list in the search function, and that will get you the option to add us to your favorites if you want to have us in your favorites it's a risky venture i know that uh, you know you don't want to you don't want your friends like saying like Ooh, a tech podcast christmas podcast family podcast this week in sleeves <laughs> you know got some explaining to do <laughs> and uh, finally shelf life clothing uh, brian kirby's t-shirt line he provides the intro and outro uh, with some uh, addition from you joshua so again shelflifeclothing.com for your cool t-shirt needs and what have you so check out brian's stuff and support him in whatever way you can and uh, there it's celluloid and trashy trio you gotta plug so start with there it's celluloid where is that and uh, what do you do over there very celluloid.net cover all kinds of crazy movies and uh this christmas is uh, kung fu christmas over there so oh, i can't wait can't wait yeah. uh, i mean you did for halloween you didn't do like 31 uh, reviews because of life obviously right. you've been busy with school and what have you and another podcast but uh, do you have elaborate plans for kung fu christmas or you'll just take it as you go you know you'll yeah. do six reviews if time only allows for that or you'll do 30 yeah i, I still you know i the October thing, you know, as difficult as that was, I, I want to think that I still did like twenty or so. Movie oh yeah, so it's like only did twenty. It's like man, that that that's writing <laughs> overload in a good way, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was it was rough, but uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, Kung Fu Christmas will work out a little bit better for me though, because I'll be uh, at least finishing up with school very soon, so. Yeah, looking forward to it. I, I, I like a theme, and uh, I like you, uh, your themes throughout the year. So you're two uh, big endeavors on very celluloid, if you will. Yeah. But it's an ongoing thing. But uh, nowadays, uh, we plugged it last show, but uh, we got to get listeners familiarized with the fact that you are the host of another podcast. So tell us about that in short, again. Yeah, talking about the Trash Trio. Yeah, bitch. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, just released our sixth episode as of this recording. Uh, which 
by hopefully by December we'll have a few episodes. We're also kind of planning to do our own little Christmas special. We haven't. Mm. Uh, oh, please, I, please, please, please let Wendy pick the fucked up movie. Please let Wendy pick, <laughs> pick the fucked up movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, because I I need depravity Christmas on other podcasts as well. Exactly. <laughs> it, it will be quite strange, whatever it is our choice is. Dog lay afternoon two. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. <laughs> recent episode was uh what did what was our <laughs> yeah, it's hard sometimes you know yeah yeah it is i mean uh, it's not like you watch one fucked up movie a year it's like continually I then know, they yeah, all blend together like two for this one i mean we did, did we do a charlie Hall, Hall, Hall. show movie or did we do an eastman movie on this weekend's ladies i'm not <laughs> sure anymore <laughs> i can't be oh yeah we did uh this uh Nikatsu Roman porno title, uh, White Rose Campus, then mm. everybody gets raped. Oh no, dear lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it starts well and then, like, boom! Yeah, White Rose Campus, well, that sounds really nice. Like an and art everybody gets raped. Whoa. I mean, it's not uh, Joshua being funny adding some kind of fucking subtitle or anything. That's the name of the movie in English, and officially, I suppose. Oh yeah, when you when you watch the movie, like there's this uh, introductory sequence where we see all these schoolgirls on the school bus, oh, and like no. the, you see where the White Rose Campus pops up in Japanese and it's in white, but then like it says, then it, the other subtitle pops up, then everybody gets raped, and it turns like blood red. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is like a rape thirteenth hour reprehensible. I I like that movie overall, uh-huh. but they, you know, it, is it reprehensible in that way, or do they do a goofy movie about that subject the, matter? Both. Oh. <laughs> wow. Both. This one's just indefensible, and like uh, you can't really say what. Like we rate thirteenth hour year, but say, well, you know, uh, you know, it's trying to make a statement about this or whatever and that, and you know, yes, Harasbe, he's saying this. Da, 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 da. White Rose Campus. There's nothing being said. It's just uh, it's supposed to be slightly comedic, and it's got you know dozens of rapes. Dear so. Lord, and it lasts for like an hour as well. Yeah, about an hour and six minutes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta be effective during that. Yeah. Like, uh, start the action during the credits. I suppose you, you gotta do that. You know, wow. They just jump it, jump on it. Yeah, it's a long uh, episode title, but uh, I'm sure it'll be worth filing. You guys are uh, have cool chemistry, and you're incredibly fun and unfiltered and uh, filthy. And um, yeah, it's it's just good fun. And uh, I may not pursue many of the movies that you cover. Uh, Dog Lay Afternoon, I'm pretty sure I won't. See. No one. Uh, you know, Zombie Holocaust that you did, I I wanted to see, so I'm going to pursue that. Regardless, uh, it's just fun to hear a podcast on it, and uh, and uh, then everybody gets raped. Well, <laughs> you know, there's still time to fill my Christmas stocking, Joshua. So I wouldn't mind it. It's on the way. <laughs> box set, <laughs> like <laughs> What's the box set from Japan. Wow. Okay, let's um, uh, check out the trash tree. Do Do you have a website for all of this where they can reach you aside from on iTunes or whatever? Uh, yeah, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, just Google us. You'll find the lips and uh, you know blog page, what have you. I forget what it is. Probably like trashytrio.lipson.com, blah, 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 something like that. Right. Well, and, we'll, uh, we'll link specifically to it from our show, yeah, show post and all of that. So uh, 
Good on you, and we're taking a short musical break, and then we are back to discuss the first Pleasant movie out of the bunch. Uh, so oh. Christmas is still like it's early, early in the evening, so to say, and uh, yeah. Grandpa's not uh, uh, drinking all, uh, drinking all the eggnog yet, and started like wailing on people. But uh, or the Yulmust. Or the Yulmust, indeed. Uh, well, it's not alcohol in it. Uh, a shitload of caffeine. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they will be back after the break to discuss False Lady and talk of uh, what US movie it's a remake of. So uh, see you after the break and uh, sit tight. Then Charlie got an idea. An awful idea. Charlie got a wonderful, awful idea. I know just what to do, Charlie laughed in his throat. So he donned his Charlie Claus hat and his Charlie Claus coat. He chuckled and clucked, What a great pervy trick! With this coat and this hat, I'll look just like Saint Nick. Then he loaded up some bags and some old empty sacks, and he raced down to Hong Kong at speeds that were max. All the windows were dark, quiet snow filled the air. All the ladies were dreaming sweet dreams without care when he came to the first house, right there in the square. This is stop number one, Charlie Claus surely hissed, and he climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fists. Then he slid down the chimney, with his gut feeling like Chris Farley. But if Santa could do it, then so could old Charlie. He was stuck only once for a moment or two, but it was only from his boner, with the excitement it had grew. On the fireplace little stockings hung neat in a row. These stockings, he grinned, are the first things to go. Charlie stole all the stockings, toys, clothes, and presents. What he planned to do with them was most assuredly unpleasant. He stuffed all the items inside of his massive sack. Then he carried it to the roof, right over his back. After Charlie had whacked off, cleaning up his spilled seed, Now, Charlie said, I will steal their damn tree. So Charlie grabbed the tree, and up the chimney he started to shove, when he heard a small sound, similar to the coo of a dove. He turned around fast, fearing he might see his plans fall to a dip, but who stood there in front of him? But that hot piece of tail, Amy Yip. Amy was tired and was confused by the clatter, so she asked the strange man dressed like Santa, just what was the matter? Charlie Claus was real swift, and he thought up a lie. He said he was the tree inspector, here to give the lighting a try. Yip returned to her bed, and Charlie started to weep. He wanted the grass busts, but he had a schedule to keep. Welcome back, and the first movie of this Christmas special is False Lady from 1992. Very pleasant title compared to the other, like, ah, title! It's, you know, haunting, evil spirit, motherfucker! Uh, so, plot from my review of the film, Aman, played by Lee Chung Ling from Temptation Summary 2, and I love Miss Fox. He's a sly but competent salesman with a supportive, often horny girlfriend called Jiggy. 
by his side. But all is turned on its head when he dies after fighting off a few fucks. Actually, he gets a pot thrown into his head, you know, a flower pot, yes. so he doesn't die from the fight. Now, in the afterlife and meeting demons, deciding his destination of either heaven or hell, Aman has died before his time, as it turns out, and has a chance to run back to life and enter his body. Unfortunately, it is too late, but he enters the body of a woman having been hit by a car, and he assumes the identity of Mandy, now played by Chan Wing Chi. So, obviously, we got a woman, uh, a woman as lead for the rest of the movie. Helped out by loyal friend John, played by Michael Dow. The two go to work to securing uh, more lucrative contracts. Uh, John helps Mandy act more like a woman and develops feelings, feelings for his friend now in a woman's body. And yes, we'll get to Charlie, because he is a supporting actor here, but he's not part of the main plot. Uh, but boy, what support he brings, <laughs> you know. And uh, before we talk of it, let's just say, squeeze it. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. Uh, False Lady takes its uh, plot from Blake Edwards' comedy Switch, starring Ellen Barkin and Jimmy Smith. That was made in 1991. I was always of the impression that it was more of an 88-89 movie, but uh, it was uh, 91. Uh, because of its body-switching template, you know, that was a sort of a theme and trend in the 80s of the... Of, it, it was not done in the same manner all the time, you know, because you got movies like Big, with Tom Hanks obviously wishing he was big, and he became an adult. And you got movies like Vice Versa with Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage uh, switching bodies, you know. So, it, it was that template, and, and I'm sure you've seen a movie or two of that uh, template by now from the 80s, you know. I don't know if I was going to say Freaky Friday, but I don't know. Sure, 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 absolutely. I never saw Freaky Friday, but uh, it it could be fun. It could be fun. Uh, An easy viewing experience kind of thing. Um, So it, of course, involved Ellen Barkin's character, uh, obviously uh, the male version of uh, her character, which I don't know if that was a famous actor or not. Uh, It involved uh, that character dying and being reincarnated into a man and then falls for her her friend, you know. So man-man action or... Kind of, you know. You know it's a, it, it, it could be a theme. It could be a discussion there, you know. Oh, there, uh, there's some discussion. And and, and there's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's just like, uh, yeah, why not? Why not fall for someone that you uh, uh, like to be around? You know, whether or not that person was a man before and woman now. You know, so it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. I'm open. I'm open. I'm European. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I remember that movie being, being pretty damn good just because Ellen Barkin made that great impression uh, playing uh, playing it very male, obviously, before she's uh, more comfortable in her female body, you know, so uh, so and Chan Wing Chi does the same beats here, kind of. And Blake Edwards is a legend, of course but with the Pink Panther movies, among other things under his belt. False Lady was produced by Ho Fan, who was the director of Temptation Summary 2 from the last show, director of You Poison 2, Girl with Long Hair, the famous photographer and uh, prior and uh, actor so uh, that's uh, he's uh, steering this production and he's directed by Chan Lau which is this character if you look him up in movie database it's like oh yeah that guy uh, multi-talented highly recognizable face from kung fu movies both comedic and uh, comedic roles and playing villains and henchmen and uh, but you can't remember any movie where like oh yeah that's where the that's the movie where he did his best best work it's like a face that was present kind of all the time 
you know, having moles on his face or being a murderous bastard or what have you. It's uh, one of those guys. But, you know, he went into directing. He made five movies as director, uh, including co-directing Angel Terminators 2 with uh, Moon Lee. Not with Moon Lee. She was in it. Uh, She didn't co-direct it with him. But, uh, (laughs) you know, who knows? Uh, It would have... Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Creative input, you know. Yeah. So uh, she she was part of the genre, probably had her say. So so that's not um, that's not a stretch. Uh, but the channel was on action directing, producing as well. So good on the man for uh, getting and taking the chance to do a little here and little there. You know, going where the work is and expressing himself creatively, and it resulted in, among other things, Falls Lady, a category three romantic comedy. Uh, no action. So, uh, in short, Joshua, what did you think of False Lady? Um, Milka. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the story, Charlie Cho and Milka. Milka. It no, sounds like a, a Russian prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's a, a very enjoyable, very fun little romp. You know, I mean, mm. there's really not a whole lot to uh, dig into. You know, it's just a series of fun setups and you know, I kind of I, I dig that about it mm. would you say Pleasant is a fair take on the movie as well uh, I mean, like, like a nice aura like, like, like a kind same. aura like a good natured aura rather yeah, than a mean aura good natured. yeah it, it's not pleasant as in you know 1950s uh, Americana or something or like you know oh isn't that real nice and everything it's, it's more you know it's Galore, All right. so. Oh, indeed, indeed. And uh, for my point, uh, for my uh, short, uh, short, uh, quick take, it doesn't rub shoulders with the cheapest category three material out there. Yeah. It's it like our next movie, yeah. Pardon? Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> well, that, that, that's lower end of the scale. But, you know, this romantic comedy aims to be uh, delivered basic in a pleasant way, even the naughty yeah. bits. You know, it uh, doesn't forget about the naughty bits. Or Milka. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's an assurance that you don't get with these adult movies that uh, they aim to deliver a, a little a little time, you know, a little good old time. Um, but you know what? Let, let me ask you something. What's your take on why Charlie Show was in so many films of this kind? You know, if you think of why filmmakers, why Charlie went there, you know, what's your spontaneous thoughts on why... Charlie got to be like the face of so many of these uh, in supporting or occasional lead roles. Blackmail. <laughs> I thought we were gonna say black magic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that too. Yeah, I don't know, uh, Charlie. Uh, but it's not a bad thing. I'm not asking it because like why, right. why, why this horrible man? You know, yeah, like <laughs> no. I mean, but Charlie is not a typical uh, leading man really not even probably the face that you want as you're like supporting <laughs> character actors and stuff like that he his look is kind of crazy mm-hmm. um but i think it's his over that enthusiastic performances mm-hmm. you know that keep kept bringing him back you know the way he uh performed during love scenes you know things mm-hmm. like that i guess that's uh you know just uh insane delivery yeah, because uh, viewers got to know Charlie wasn't the star of this uh, time, you know, even with even us like diving deeper into this stuff. We know that Charlie wasn't a big like underground star or anything. He he just was uh, like, a, I don't know, it was movie production and producers and audiences perhaps, perhaps knew after a little while after he made his first movies. 
uh, uh, these movies here. I mean, he he done eighties uh, movies as well. He was in Police Story. Uh, perhaps they knew and expected a familiar feeling. So that uh, big or maybe several small families of filmmakers uh, making category three movies, so many of them during this time, maybe they just called on like each other, you know, to make to call on reliability, you know, call on uh, um, comfort presences for them as filmmakers because they knew Charlie wasn't gonna, you know. Uh, come in there and be a diva maybe and uh, fuck up the movie and demand uh, outrageous things you know they just knew uh, and liked the idea of Charlie stepping in and taking over the frame for mostly fun purposes you know and maybe Charlie just liked to grope women yeah it's a good gig it's a good gig (laughs) and he put himself out there I mean it's a this gig this supporting role that we'll get to is one of his best gigs I think because the, the scenario is so Outrageous! It's not like they just do a sex scene. No, 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 not just a sex scene. Um, you know, and they, I'm sure he didn't make a lot of money. I'm pretty convinced that he he had um, a regular job in the real world uh, because uh, making cheap movies doesn't mean you get uh, the big paycheck. Uh, even if you make several, 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 several bit parts, it's not like uh, it's like equal to raking in money or anything. Even Simon Yam and Chayanfat worked a lot. And not because they were bored, because they probably needed to feed their families. Yeah. So I'm sure it was uh, true for uh, Charlie and uh, if he had a family or not. I don't know. It's one of those. He's a mythical character because obviously there's no extensive interviews with him on the web and what have you, where he tells all about what it was like. In the Wouldn't 90s. you love to read something like that? Though? I would love, but I'm, 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 I'm kind of like I like it's mythical as well because then I can create this wild character <laughs> too. You know. <laughs> uh, but but uh, I I what know. What if he is that? Character? I wouldn't be surprised and I would be disappointed at the same time because I would love him to be a a gentleman you know a gentleman at heart and uh, I would love him to just speak wonderful English so you can like interview him you know and he would be so verbal and so eloquent about his time in the fucking movies (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know and also this particular high producing era 92 to 94 wasn't pretentious or took itself very seriously across the board either so this sense of fun uh, creativity is sometimes against tight deadlines and budgets I think it brought out the best and relaxed aura of many and that's why Charlie kind of fit in there he was there to play Charlie most of the time his character was almost always called Charlie and uh, he was there to have his fun you know and way with the ladies fictionally of course Uh, so you know I I, I suppose filmmakers liked having him around and thought he was funny and uh, Charlie liked uh, being there you know clearly he he never felt forced uh, what he see in these movies like he could turn it on like in a millisecond you know uh, so that's you know uh, it's a sign of self-awareness I think is my tally on this um, on this uh, whole thing by the filmmakers and Charlie that they, they knew what they were doing and they were having fun and uh, I'm sure the ladies uh, were having fun too you know it's not just a full-on males game you know but, so this extended aura of uh, self-awareness and relaxed it extends to the opening credits because we get bouncy music of uh, opening false lady we get a bouncy behind and we get bouncy boobs as well and and it turns out to be uh, do you remember what character it actually turns out to be that we're following on our way home uh, don't know the character name well, well uh, do you remember it was Lee Ling's uh, girlfriend as it turns right, out right Gigi exactly Gigi okay. yeah. played by Goo Jit or Git. Okay. Uh, so it's like it's, a, it, there we go, like a, the movie the, open bouncy. Yes, it is like uh, 
I don't. It, it introduces you to the world of Hong Kong, you know, comedy like right off the bat because, mm-hmm. you know, literally this woman's walking down the street and men are like drooling and licking their chops and just <laughs> doing the most outrageous like, oh, I'm attracted to you faces that they possibly can. It's like yeah. so insanely over the top. I bet, I, I'm. I hope it's over the top because I've never been that guy. Like, uh, no, I, I don't stop in my track and like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you like, you admire beauty and sexiness, but you don't stop in your tracks and become all you know, uh, like a fucking primal monkey. I, you know, I'm sure there are a couple of people that might would you know, but like primarily, you know, ma- the majority of guys aren't gonna act like. This, you know, you make it those guys that'll do the cat calls and things like that. But my God, you know, these Indeed. dudes do everything but beat off right in the street. You know? But uh, so she meets her boyfriend Lee Chun Ling. Yeah. Who's a bit of a dick. Uh, I don't like Lee Chun Ling here. He's uh, he's more into his uh, soccer than the girlfriend uh, licking him uh, all over the place. I mean, if this was an X-rated movie, I'm sure she would have gone. Right. Down uh, some other places than just uh, you know the nipple or the armpit. Yeah. So, what do you think, seeing Li Chungling? Uh, did, did you know beforehand, by the way, that Li Chungling was in? I did no, I, did no, I, I ever told you? No, I was, but I was super stoked. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, Li Chungling, topless woman, woo! <laughs> yeah. But but I suppose it's a. Uh, the template the movie is attempting there that he's uh, kind of ignorant of his um, you know the willing woman in his life you know right uh, so because uh, I love by the way that uh, during this slight licking licking scene uh, one I don't know where exactly she licks him when he makes the face of like what is she why is she licking that particular place he kind of looks over while he focuses on, on the socket too, like, huh, that's I new. No, but he. Uh... That's new. That's that's not sexy, but that's new. All right. Lee Chun-Ling's been licked everywhere. But uh, do you remember how uh, the, the how the sex scene kind of? Uh, well, it didn't end with that, but um, you know, he gets so into the socket that at one point, do you remember that he? Um, uh, managed to punch his girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, he kicked her in the boob. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the score. <laughs> the shit out of her boob, man. That was one of my no. highlights right there. It's like, okay, I like this movie. <laughs> But he does, you know, Lee Chun Ling is not in it a lot, but he does get a sex scene, you know, with uh, some riding and some doggy style action. Before, and I always love this in movies, especially Hong Kong movies, that males always, after coming, they always collapse like they've been literally, like, drained of 1000% energy. You know, and she, he crushes this poor woman because he falls down over her, and Lee Chun Ling is a little bit on the heavy side. Yeah. And, and this lady. Uh, yeah, exactly. And this lady is like a toothpick compared to, definitely. <laughs> And when he comes, he just falls over. And, <laughs> you know, I, I was concerned for her. Like I am man. dead. So I mean, I've never. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that guy. Like that uh, yeah. falls over. Like I'm dead after I'm done with sex. But it's like it's very amusing that men in Hong Kong movies, in particular, just deflate like a fucking balloon. They are like every uh, stereotype, like amplified by a hundred. You know. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Lee Chung Ling's Kung Fu, man? Oh, uh, he, uh, you know, I'm not used to seeing Lee Chung Ling uh, 
stand up and throw down, but uh, it was uh, serviceable. It was believable. I was reminded of uh, Mac from It's Always Sunny with the Kung Fu moves. <laughs> but Lee Chun Ling actually can do something. Mac, you know, it's always sunny. He can't do shit. He just, no. you know, he can talk to talk and do some, do some. <laughs> Mac believes it. in himself, though. He has the confidence. Indeed. If nothing else. He has the confidence. But, but why Lee Chun Ling is not a kung fu performer? We should state that. Um, mm. it, it could have been. It could have been. I mean, even Anthony Wong was in sex movies, and he knows kung fu actually. Um, so, uh, but I like that the if. Chan Lau, for instance, directed the action. He tailors it after the limited uh, skill set, uh, and it doesn't look uh, forced. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, a little bit, yeah, that's fairly kick-ass. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought uh, like we're getting a little ahead at this point or whatever, but yeah, I think that uh, during the little showdown or whatever, I think Lee Chung Ling manages to kind of look like a badass. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was down with that. What did you think of the afterlife scene, which is a low-budget um, depiction of what it might look in the aftermath? It's uh, it's uh, it's risky, kind of, if you want to look at it. It's not uh, Hong Kong movies does something that an American movie wouldn't do in this after afterlife scene. Um, well, I'll tell about... you what, like uh, I haven't seen the Ellen Barkin movie, but I'll tell you where the differences are going to probably lie, and it's going to mm. lie in these sections. Not just because, you know, it looks low budget and everything like that, but the sequence, you know, just happens so fast, you know? There's, like, probably, I don't know, five lines of dialogue exchanged between, you know, Lee Chung Ling and the angels or whatever in this heaven or what have you. There's, yeah. like, oh, you, you weren't supposed to die yet. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, but your, your body's gone. He's back on Earth. Yep. You know? It's like I was kind of lost for a few seconds there. <laughs> like, wait, what just happened? Well, yeah, what was, I did, know, I thought he was dreaming. I was like, oh, oh yeah. is this a dream sequence? Wait, yeah, no. because he, he gets the flower pot on his head, and it's not like it. Uh, you know, his head uh, starts bleeding or anything. It right. uh, looks like one of those. Like, oh, he's probably knocked out, but he actually dies. Yeah, yeah, because you're not used to some. You know, it's a it's a classic friggin' Looney Tunes. You know, Bugs Bunny style thing. You know, somebody getting a flower pot dropped on their head. You don't normally see someone in a Looney Tunes cartoon die from it. You mm. know, and you know. So, well, what? What, why I thought it was risky is that uh, one of the uh, angels or demons, there's one white and there's one black, and he's uh, black faced. It's, <laughs> chi- it's a Chinese actor with uh, black, uh, you know, paint on his face. Was he supposed to be? Like... I, I I think it was just like an angel devil kind of thing, and yeah, they only yeah. they only picked uh, white and black. But I know for a fact they probably didn't do that in an American movie because it's it's <laughs> uh, even know. if they didn't mean it, it. You know, that's the thought it conjures up, you know. Right. And I think it's illegal to, to uh, do in movies anyway. Yeah, because I heard way back in the day when I listened to the Rush Hour audio commentary, there's a fight scene in the, um, in, the in the bar with Jackie Chan and um, uh, and it happens to be um, a, a bar with um, black characters. Uh-huh. And they were thinking of uh, how do we get Jackie's stunt crew in there and they thought like we'll paint them black no we can't do that that's actually illegal you know uh, probably a suggestion from a Jackie Chan camp but I can't imagine it's illegal but it would probably I, I remember Brett Ratner said it on the commentary maybe he's wrong but he said like it's illegal to paint uh, people uh, black uh, in this country so it might yeah. have something to do with maybe the uh, like I could go out right now and go shoot a blackface comedy if I wanted to and but right. the only thing I'd have is just people shitting on me or whatever but mm. 
you know, as far as like, but maybe something to do with the, the uh, what do you got? Why do I want to say Teamsters? <laughs> right, okay. You know, whatever, all the uh, stunt crews and stuff mm. like that. You probably get in but, but, you might get sued or something. But this Hong Kong movie doesn't do a don't give a damn the Samuel movie where they literally are, you know, painted Yoon Bu in blackface and had them act in probably very stereotypical stereotypical fashion, you know, oh, thrown yeah. out thrown out slang and uh, and all of that stuff. So, uh, which I remember being a pretty uncomfortable scene to watch in Don't Give a Damn. Here it's an angel and a devil thing. He uh, calls. He calls on a, a regular cord phone to what he to judge blackface. He calls him to like check in on why is this guy here? Should he die yet? And and he calls him in the subtitles. You know, hello, judge blackface. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like <laughs> while Lee Chung Ling uh, flirts with uh, the white uh, the white one uh, the the of white uh, no, the Chinese lady that's dressed in white and uh, uh, which might be the devil. As a matter of fact, you know. Okay, let's. Uh, um, we're almost at the Charlie scene, almost. <laughs> but I got, but got, I got to mention one thing because you remember in Temptation Summary too with by Ho Fan, we had a lovely breakout by uh, a leading lady breakout performance. Uh, she was called Choi Manwa, and it's kind of true for this one too. We got Chan Wing Chi in uh, the Lee Chung Ling role now, and uh, you know, in short, I'm sure I'll mention her a little bit here and there. But I think uh, she is. Uh, a rather lovely lady and I've seen her before I've seen her since and she hasn't done uh, any good roles akin to this I think she was very well used she's incredibly gorgeous and she's uh, you know has a sweet kind aura about her you know uh, a present spunky spunky there you go uh, she, she got a present leading uh, lady like aura about her which I, I, I liked and uh, I, I liked following the movie because of uh, Chan Wing Chi you know she is like you know, it, her her persona in the movie is like so much more charismatic than even Lee Chung Ling was, that the, the characters almost don't even match. Mm, yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but you know, hey, you know, you can suspend some disbelief. But yeah, she's she's very uh, on top of her game here. Mm. But I love in true category three fashion when she discovers she's a woman, she uh-huh. looks at her vagina first. <laughs> <laughs> like in the was it a shower scene or something? Starts no, or, no, she was just in the bathroom, it. and uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. she she had panties on and and see-through panties on as well, so of you course. could see her pubic hair underneath there as well. So, but you know, if you have the rating, then might as well be appropriately inappropriate. You <laughs> so know what I mean? Where's my penis? She can't find it. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, I would go so, there. I would check for it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I think I would have noticed it before. But you know, mm. whatever. I think they, I think Tom Hanks did that in Big as well when he checked out like, whoa, it's bigger. <laughs> you know, with my gut the way it is right now, having grown and everything like that, I'm constantly aware of my weight. So I think if I was like Lee Chung Ling and I came back in a tiny woman's body, I think no. I would. Have, I mean, well, I think I would have noticed though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'd be like, okay, where's my giant friggin' spare tire? Where's my gut at? It's gone. Okay. Zooms. I love too that to prove that she's a man to uh, the girlfriend Jiggy, yeah. she brings up uh, sex memories. Their sex <laughs> memories. <laughs> remember when we remember when we fucked and uh, you know and she bring uh, he talks of that scene when he was watching the soccer most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so what, what a dumbass, you know? <laughs> Can't you bring up you know a better memory than that? <laughs> Did no romantic times together. But before we talk about Charlie, I, I want to say a verdict about the film at this point here again. Like, I think it is 
structured in this this entertaining 80s premise albeit in the 90s in a very pleasant way it's very easy to watch and it's never over long it doesn't overstay its welcome so i think when this angle kicks in i think the movie is very pleasant and easy to follow and easy to sit through and it's filthy as all you can yeah filthy as fuck you know because (laughs) because charlie show is in it so what's your take on the uh when we meet uh, boss charlie (laughs) and milka and Milka, well, you know, set it up. Uh, well, um, Lee, Lee Chung Ling, actually, um, okay. his boss is uh, Charlie. Right. At this point, yeah, we've had Lee Chung Ling's died and uh, went to heaven, came back as a soul, found a dead girl on the side of the road, jumped into her body. Now he's back as this young woman. He's tried to go back to his home and talk to Gigi and, like, make amends. And, you know, he uh, found his uh, buddy, or not really buddy, his... Uh, what would his uh, intern basically the yeah, young yeah. guy he's trying to teach it and stuff like that he he meets up with this guy and says hey you know it's me I'm on I'm back da, da, da. so the next day they go to the office but before they show up at the office we get the scene with Charlie Cho Charlie Cho's the boss and Charlie Cho <laughs> introduces the audience to Milka indeed uh, this sultry secretary with giant bazooms and uh, glasses who is hot as all get out mm-hmm. and <laughs> and so Charlie uh, invites her into the office to make his coffee, his morning routine and uh, apparently this routine is a little bit different than uh, <laughs> my experiences with coffee mine too <laughs> so, I'm European Char- I know but I, I don't uh, I, I don't uh, I don't do this <laughs> so Charlie, uh, she brings the coffee in, and it's black, and she starts to leave, and he's like, oh, you're forgetting the milk. <laughs> and he asks her, whoa, 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 you're forgetting something, young lady. <laughs> he has her sit on his knee, he takes out one of her breasts, and proceeds to milk her <laughs> in order to get his, you know, coffee's milk. His aim is excellent too. Oh my god! And the the friggin' flow, the spurting from these milk, this, these breasts. Oh my god! She's uh, she's filled up. That's she, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my god. And, uh, and you obviously get an actual shot of um, you know a side boob shot, and then uh, you know a, a milk stream. You know, obviously it's a perspective shot, so it's not a actually water uh, gun stream. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but, but it doesn't end there. I mean, nope. if, you know, if you got the tit out, then you might as well do well, what? Yeah. yeah, forget the coffee. It's time for some lovemaking. Well, it's time for some ox riding, really. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and that's not like a sexual position. They, they actually, <laughs> apparently during the day, with only a door and a window separating it from the cubicle area, they do like... Uh, they do ox riding, you know. She rides him, you know. Giddy up, giddy up. Yes, when we say ride, we mean literally, like, on the back. You know? On the floor. One person on all fours walking around while the other person sits on their back. And then Charlie has red underwear in this scene, which is um, splendid. Obviously. <laughs> of course Charlie's in his underwear. Yeah. Uh, and, and I love, like, it's rare that these movies, especially with Charlie, aimed for an actual erotic feel to the sex scene. Obviously, this they do have sex, and this simulated uh, pleasure is so wonderfully over the top, and the constant thrusting uh, 
it's it's so fake pleasure that it's brilliant. You know what I mean? Uh, which I, <laughs> uh, I I I can't get enough of. It. It's like uh, these uh, pleasure faces is um, like if he was inhabited by ten men at the same time enjoying pleasure. That's how it would <laughs> came. You know that that it's the, he he. It's so much, you know. Uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful, and and I'm sure this was fun to shoot in a way. You know, very silly to shoot, uh, but just like uh, do the regular over the top pleasure. Like yes, director, I will. <laughs> I wonder if anybody ever tried a rainy man. Like maybe you're going too far with this. Uh -huh. Maybe a little bit in hunting evil spirit because that long sex scene uh, early in the movie was akin to somewhat more erotic, yeah. somewhat. I'll say somewhat very much somewhat so that's Charlie for his first scene we'll, we'll, we'll get to the second scene because it's worth spoiling and all of that but uh, the, the story continues and uh, Chan Wing Chi or Mandy she you know she, she doesn't uh, start uh, acting like a woman naturally because she's she's uh, she walks like a man and she dresses like a man you know and you obviously get the scene where she goes to the urinal and, for, and uh, you know joins the men over there because she uh uh, that's the natural thing for her to do, right. I suppose. It's not like she has a penis; she just goes to the yeah. urinal like she always did. Right. Uh, but I, I love that she she looks and walks the part. You know what I mean? Because that's she picks a horrible suit because Lee Chun Ling apparently wore horrible suit with a horribly matching ties and just walks in there like, "Yo, what's up?" Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, hands in his pocket or her pockets. You know, so what's up? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she comes in. This is where like characters kind of differ between the Lee Chung Ling character and Lee Chung Ling in a woman's body. Mm -hmm. For some reason, like, yeah, she walks in there, Charlie's still, you know, partially undressed after his Milka experience, and uh, she starts demanding, like, over-the-top money to fill Lee Chung Ling's former position, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's like, she, she says um, uh, she's uh, his uh, cousin. Right, right. 30,000 Hong Kong dollars a week or whatever, you know, instead of his regular 15. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it didn't make really any sense. Like, if if he was that kind of badass before, well, why didn't he make that before, you know? Mm, yeah. And it brings up a point that this business with the, well, mm -hmm. with the business is not, uh, it's clearly not as interesting as the continuing building uh, kind of... Uh, chemistry between uh, Mandy and uh, and John the intern, the right. friend, you know, because that's the thrust of the movie, not just Charlie's thrust but the actual right. story thrust of, of the movie speaking, speaking of Charlie's thrust, like before the Milka scene, like his exercise in the morning <laughs> is him standing at his desk doing like humping strokes to the air like, that was, that was like that one, two <laughs> Jumping jacks, you know. <laughs> oh dear lord, yeah, I, I, that was like I'm not gonna do that for for actual. Uh, I'm not gonna no. That's only Charlie can, you know. Yes. Only Charlie can sell that and uh, be uh, an upstanding gent after a moment like that, you know. <laughs> kind of, uh, but you know, as well as uh, her Chan Wing Chi's character arriving in more uh, male clothing, she gotta make uh, she gotta walk uh, like a woman, you know, John. 
uh, walking talk like a woman if you will and John helps her and obviously you get a scene where she explores walking in high heels for the first time and that looks kind of wonky and uh, you know what it, it might not be hard to do but uh, she sells it you know uh, and uh, their interaction is pretty decent you know uh, she teaches her friend John to kind of lighten up uh, he teaches her to kind of learn a little bit more about discipline and uh, being uh, more considerate I suppose and they meet in the middle kind of thing and uh, yeah. does I mean it's no secret does romance eventually and uh, because of it, uh, but uh, Charlie has to have his comeuppance obviously yes so the second scene Joshua <laughs> the wife so we just skip it straight to the Charlie yeah, stuff. You, you know we have we have some more stuff about the actual movie but you know the second scene and the wife gets involved yeah. the second scene uh, focuses on Mandy and her office and uh she is. She gets mad at Charlie because Charlie's being a dick, and uh, she decides to call up Charlie's wife. Whilst Charlie is in the room with Milka, again and we, and we've seen what happens with Milka. So, yeah, we. Uh, she calls up, tells Charlie's wife, "Oh, Charlie's, Charlie needs to see you. He has a bad uh, fever." <laughs> and so, uh, this sends Miss Cho or whatever his name is in the movie. Uh, sends Miss Cho up to the office work, and you know Charlie is in there putting it to Milka pretty hard and heavy. And when he hears the knocking, he sends. He, first, he tries to stuff Milka in a closet that she won't fit in. <laughs> he, tries stick, he tries to stick her anywhere he can, and then finally he puts her outside the window, like on the side of the uh, building, purely which a, naked. Which is a few stories up there, right? right. Yeah. So Miss Cho comes in and she sees Charlie, you know, half naked, covered in sweat, sitting in his chair, and he looks like he's about dead. So uh, she's like, "Oh, Charlie, I had no idea." Oh, yeah, yeah like a, so like much. a burnout, like he like, like, right. like he's burnt out or something. Like, oh, his fever's just got so high; he had to remove all his clothes, and uh, <laughs> so she's she starts helping him, and then all of a sudden she's like, "I know what the problem is." You haven't been having sex here lately, so I'll fix you. This is her, you know. Of course, it's category three, so everything is sex, right? Hmm. And uh, and she... they they gotta we gotta get props here because uh, they uh, his wife is actually a middle aged uh, woman, and yes. uh, she gets uh, she gets naked as well. So you know, yes. they the movie is not a uh, is definitely open to everybody can be nude here. You know what's wrong yeah. with that? You know, middle aged boob. So what? Right. Hey, you know they're still perky. Why not? Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> and and I, you know, I've, I've never actually seen that. They usually just kept them, you know, right. The, the starlets, essentially, all younger women, you know. <laughs> she she was she was all adamant about taking that shirt off too. She's like, first thing, <laughs> out that thing as quick as possible. And, she's, and then she tries to stimulate Charlie with her mouth, and uh, eventually it leads to some uh, sex and. And he's suffering like a motherfucker, yes. you know. He does. Poor Charlie having to deal with. She's not eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord! I mean, he, 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 the comeuppance actually happens, obviously, and he, he, you know, he gets found out. You know, Milka falls off the building, uh, but they still find out this whole cheating business. I believe. Yeah, anyway. But thankfully, Milka survives because her breasts are so large that they stop her from dying when she yeah. falls and hits the ground from three stories. Yeah, she lands in sand, but still, sand is pretty, pretty, um, pretty hard. You know. Yes. Uh, so there you go. You know, I mean, so some some other 
some some of the you know whole fun inspired uh, sites in this movie because the, the sex scenes are pretty much producer whole fun uh, having an input here uh, because uh, Jiggy has moved on pretty quick. Uh, she uh, she in one scene she's clearly uh, I think he she's smoking pot with uh, her uh, selected uh, sexual partner and there's uh, sex in a flower shop. It seems like you know <laughs> among flowers in a very whole fun dressed scene because it looks pretty good actually it looks pretty colorful and the flowers are actually a nice touch but then it leads to harsh stuff like mouth fucking you know the guy just rams his cock right into her mouth and swell us into her pussy and it's like this is forceful and then what happens you know a change into comedy because apparently they're so fucking stoned that uh, you know he goes at her really hard and on the soundtrack you got yes okay i like that too like when that's going on like when uh it cuts to outside where we see uh uh, Lee Chung Ling in a woman's body, Mandy. <laughs> we see Mandy and everybody, or whatever. And like when it cuts to out there, the music goes dull, as if it's something really being played inside of that apartment. Mm-hmm. So literally, like they're listening to the Lone Ranger theme or whatever that is yeah. while having sex. So it's a, it's a pretty wacky, wacky one. And uh, so some just minor notes from me. There's a big old party scene where uh, Elaine, I believe, uh, played by Lee Yut Zin, Zin from Temptation Summary 2. You remember she was the, like, the aspiring starlet that desperately wanted to be in movies and stuff? Yeah. Uh, she's into John. She wants John like you read about. So she, uh, I think she spikes food with probably aphrodisiac or something. But job. also... And, and exactly, and smears... Uh, aphrodisiac or some kind of instant Viagra once you touch it kind of thing uh, on the doorknobs just to get him like really rabid for her and that just backfires and we get a big old what you scene in this house you know with people fucking in stairwells and people just fucking whatever they see you know the maid <laughs> you know and uh, I love the little short like scrawny guy with glasses uh, yeah. uh, having sex with a way way more beautiful woman and he's like moaning it's wonderful guy e ah ooh e and I, I love that. that that's over the top pleasure that I think is just kind of drug fuel in a way yeah. because uh, he, he he fucks her quite a long time there you know in the stairwell because you, you see Cut away to other scenes, and they're still going at it. Yeah. So like, uh, whatever she spread on those uh, those uh, doorknobs, you know, they make uh, they make one lost. Elaine like walks into the bedroom where he's with the chick at first, and uh, he she's like, "What are you doing? Get out of here!" And he's like, while humping her, "Ah, oh, can't seem to get it out." <laughs> so he just pick, <laughs> picks the girl up and uh, carries her out while they're having sex. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't, 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 <laughs> like. So uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a quite an elaborate scene and uh, uh, it's it's fun. I mean, there's actually a shower scene with Elaine, which is kind of a genius in its devious way because you see someone taking a shower and rubbing their boobs and what have you, and zoom out because you you assume it's Chan Wing Chi and director Chan Lao is doing some cheap shower scene, but it turns out after the zoom out that it's Elaine. So it's like uh, okay, I see what you did at Chan Lao because I thought okay, the requisite Chan Wing Chi shower scene because she's now a woman so uh, but but not like uh, we have uh, any issues with seeing Elaine in the shower or anything it's uh, it's all good she's a beautiful lady so uh, 
How did you like that scene with uh, like Elaine as she's waiting on uh, John? He says name was mm-hmm. as John is in uh, going to the restroom. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, what I you know this movie doesn't explain its logic to you very well, but from what I understand, she rubs the aphrodisiac on the doorknob to the bathroom, and that's what ended up happening to all the guys because. Yeah. First, you're supposed to rub it, you know, to get the powder on your hands or whatever. Then, as you go to the bathroom and pee, you pull out your junk and you touch your, you know, penis with it, and that's uh, what, okay. You know. Now I got that. Goes, I couldn't even put together those two. <laughs> but John, John goes to the bathroom, and the way he urinates is he pulls his pants down past his butt and like keeps his hands on his hips. Like a man. Like a, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm pretty good at aiming, but I don't know. That's, uh, so he pees like that and then doesn't even use his hand to shake or anything. He jumps up and down. Like, it's just the weirdest thing, like, for no reason. Like So she's like, oh, he uses the bathroom like this? And uh, she goes to sit down and wait, and she ends up drinking a bit of her uh, concoction that kind of halfway knocks her out. And she has this dream sequence where yes. John comes out of the bathroom and just has the most deranged, weird look on his face. It's like a sexually rabid Bruce Lee. <laughs> he does. He does the nose thing, right? Where he takes his thumb and rubs it across his nose like he's ready to fight. And, and it becomes really dominant, like, like a woman. Yeah. Not <laughs> like he starts fucking her or anything. It's like, uh, you know, looking at her in that... Yeah, like his head is like half cocked at through the whole scene. His it's head a, it's is a great cocked. that look is great by yeah. Michael Sauer. You know, he, he can contort his face at least in one way. <laughs> so he's like, you know, oh, you know whatever, and then it, it turns into like a, a sexual thing or what have you. But it turns out she's dreaming, and when he comes out, he had never touched his penis, so he's just like, yeah. "What are you? What are you doing?" So yeah, I, I like it. I mean, to to wrap this up, I mean, the the expected like romantic beats happened that uh, Chan Wing Chi's uh, Mandy like, uh, uh, rather John becomes uh, jealous of uh, her because she's uh, kind of uh, courted by the mainland businessman and what have you, and it threatens to kind of derail their their like established established chemistry and what have you, and. Uh, you know, it's not revolutionary romantic uh, storytelling or anything, but for what it's worth, it's a Category 3 movie and all of that. They, you know, and it's not effective, uh, uh, affecting either. It's not like you start crying. But uh, I, I like these two. I, I actually liked where this was going with them, and they are they are fairly good together. I would say Michael Michael Dow and Chan Wing Chi. Yeah. What do you think? I think, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun, the movie. You know, I don't think uh, it's anything revolutionary, anything like that. But hey, you know, it's a good time. There's a lot of good dialogue in it, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Charlie good. Joe I, milks a woman. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, I'm always up for a romantic movie. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not cynical in that way. And if it's pleasant enough, then, then, then it's all good. I mean, tits or not, milking chicks. I mean, that's uh, it's even better. That's right. <laughs> And uh, finally, uh, the whole fun uh, spin on this movie definitely shows in the final sex scene, which it yeah. seems like a fucking dream or something, because they're on a spin. Uh, Michael Michael Tao uh, and Chan Wing Chi are on a spinning uh, wheel of some kind. Uh, and 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 Ho Fan liked his, you know, visual touches in an over-the-top comedic sexual way too. You know, he he was a he had splendid visual touches as a filmmaker. You know, for erotic purposes and all of that. But he has he has kind of like Ho Fan, you know, go nuts. 
and uh, thus it did, you know, in the climactic sex scene, which might not even be real. They actually do at some point. Uh, we won't spoil that. Uh, and you know the final uh, uh, the final look of uh, the baby we won't spoil that so. oh my god yes. uh, but uh, yeah it's pleasant it's pleasant it's Christmas it's pleasant it's early in the evening so we, we got false lady out of the way so the, the only minor note uh, that I have left is um, I don't know about you maybe you're more uh, neutral to this but uh, I don't like seeing surgery footage yeah. And this movie shows uh, because uh, Mandy says like I want bigger boobs. And, so actually, uh, she says if I am to be a woman, I have to be queen of breasts. Yes, <laughs> that's literally the line of dialogue. And, and and John actually turns her off uh, turns her off that idea by showing her actual um, what I presume is actual surgery footage yeah. of uh, breast implant operation going on, and that's just nasty stuff that I don't need in my life, to be honest. Yeah, I've seen enough of that, but you know. I don't know. It didn't produce a laugh out of me or anything like that. So, no, it's, it's I, I'm a gore guy. I can take extreme gore, but right. surgery footage where they just fucking jam that fucking shit and open it up. You know, just it's not like a silky smooth operation. That you just right. gotta cut that shit open and rip it open. You know, yeah, uh, the movie. The movie lingers on it too. Yeah, <laughs> it's an actual category three movie about this as a storytelling point. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't seen it because it, I kind of don't want to. It, and it, it, it actually shows uh, real footage of this throughout the movie, kind of. Uh, I don't remember the movie now. I think it's a 1995 movie with uh, with some people that I know of. <laughs> you know what? I, I got, I got, <laughs> maybe it's in it. I know the director, so I'm going to fucking look it up right now because I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say that this is like this, there's one line in it that I kind of liked, but a lot of the dialogue actually because of our copy was white and it stood out on white a lot of times mm-hmm. but from what I could read of it it was after Charlie after uh, Mandy left his office in the beginning and like you know kind of put it to him and got that $30,000 a week blah 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 but Charlie like is pissed off and like she leaves and he's like this bitch sooner or later I will make her to do X-rated movies <laughs> <laughs> just like that that was a fake pretty woman is the movie uh, with, uh, with the uh, real life surgery footage and what have you and it might be a soap drama set in a hospital and what have you and featuring that kind of shit so I don't need it in my life I don't need it in my life no. yeah. uh, so I'll, I'll push you out uh, on, on that movie you know <laughs> Uh, but uh, as for availability, the DVD and VCD Universe put out uh, that uh, most likely recycle their letterboxed uh, laserdisc transfer with burned in subtitles is in print and available for a cheap price. So go get it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's below ten dollars, and uh, it's uh, all of uh, it's all good. So if you're interested in the movie, go get it. Don't download it. Go get it. And uh, that's us uh, taking a break, storytelling break, and after that, hunting evil spirit is coming up. Christmas turns sour, kind of, or, be- <laughs> or better, the way depending on the way you look at it. Like now, Christmas is on, motherfuckers. You know, I'm on my fourth bottle of Yulmust, and I'm feeling it. <laughs> feeling caffeine. So, hunting evil spirit, go, go, go. <laughs> Uh, it's like a call to like uh, arms for superheroes like, like hunting evil spirit go, go! <laughs> no, transform tidy white is on <laughs> and uh, that's, uh, that's they they flew on <laughs> or flew hey. off or whatever uh, but the storytelling break and we'll be back after that
So Charlie stole all the loose-fitting clothes in town. He left the hot chicks only their bikinis and gowns. And he climbed up Mount Dunging, where Charlie would patiently sit, while he waited for the girls of Hong Kong to throw a humongous fit. Charlie was anxious, and he couldn't wait to hear. He'd wait for this torment put a hand to his ear. And he heard a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sounded quite merry. It couldn't be so. But it was merry. Very. He stared down into Hong Kong. Charlie's eyes nearly popped through his glasses. He started to shake. He saw hot naked women shaking their asses. He could see in the windows, the tall to the small, hot women and stud men going balls to the wall. Sex was happening without presents or clothes. They were still making love without a care for who knows. And Charlie, with his glasses on in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? They've come without ribbons. They've come without tags. They've come without packages, their boxes or bags. And he puzzled for minutes, till his brain it was sore. Then Charlie Claus thought of something he hadn't thought of before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a clothing store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, is about something a bit more. So what happened then? Well, in Hong Kong they say that Charlie's small cock grew ten sizes that day. And the minute his pants grew far too tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light. He brought back the toys, and he brought back the shirts. He brought these things back so with the girls he could flirt. Charlie brought himself, because for a while he was a spiritual goner, but no one in Hong Kong would deny him when they saw his raging boner. Welcome back to the second review of the Christmas specialist hunting evil spirits. She turns dark, black magic and shit, like on... Every Christmas Eve that you know Pauline of. Pauline Chan, it's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta drink a lot of eggnog and Yulmus to get through the depressing aspects, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but okay, it's a, it's a re a plot, and uh, from my review of the film, it's a refread of sorts of director Fong Yao's own Devil of Rape that we reviewed last year. And Charlie Cho stars as the head of an underwear and bathing suit designing company who falls in love with designer Pauline, played by Pauline Chan despite being the boss and otherwise having no problem getting sex out of his employees he thinks he thinks different of Pauline he wants to marry her so he goes to a Taoist priest <laughs> of course yeah. for a little black magic uh, touch and out of his body experience kind of deal there and he proceeds to out of his body uh, proceeds to rape helpless Pauline like a good man does you know that's <laughs> what you do God damn it! You know, he, you know, he wanted to marry her, and then he had to do that shit. But uh, once is not enough, though. Because, uh, but the second time around, Charlie goes on his uh, out-of-body rampage. She's employed Pauline, that is, black magic assistants, and thus begins a battle between black magic Taoist priests as well. Epic. Well, <laughs> maybe not epic. Epic, uh... low cost. <laughs> 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 the costs are cut epically. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, okay. Late in the game, this movie um, came uh, came about in 1999. You know, late in the Category 3 game, they were more sporadic at this point. Uh, but Charlie was also game to step into a sleazy story like this. Um, uh, Devil or Rapes uh, director Fong Yao, who stars as, as the Taoist priest as well, uh, he co-directed this uh, very much in the same day in type of story. Uh, uh, Fong Yao is also an actor. Uh, viewers might have seen him in The Club, uh, being part of that trio that consisted of Michael Chan and uh, Norman Choi. He was kind of the suave leader of the pack who gets uh, killed in the middle of the film. Um, and as I said, he's in Hunting Evil Spirit. And... Uh, Really, that's the end of the background, other than we're hitting a theme here during our Christmas uh, special. And I didn't know this until I saw this movie again. The theme is that all the movies we've covered so far, except for False Lady, all center around some of the same footage. (laughs) This movie is from 1999, but it definitely recycles stuff from 1992 and 1993 and what have you. Uh, And might have been shot, uh, the the main bulk of the movie, if you will, several years before as well before being released in 1999 because Charlie doesn't look superbly old or anything Um, so there you go but uh, before we get into all that and uh, uh, where like the recycled footage happens and why that is fun or not fun share a small bite-sized opinion first of Hunting Evil Spirit what did you think? Uh, similar to Love is Over and Devil of Rape uh, super cheap kind of kind of I don't know, it, could, it can be either fun or maybe a little even grim in some regards. I don't know. Uh, it is uh, definitely an interesting one and would make for a triple fe- great triple feature with the previous oh, yeah. two. Devil of Rage, Love films. is Over, and this movie because they all share footage. Yes, so you'd, you'd be so tired of watching Pauline Jan uh, shower by the end of the oh, three. Yeah. Yeah. just... I need another up. swig of Yulmus to like erase that from my memory because oh, that's, that's just depression. Ah! Uh, you know, so again, this production might as well have been a leftover from 1993, 94, 95 because it has ex- that exact feel of assembly line category 3 filmmaking from that era. Yeah. But that's not fairly a bad thing if you tend to agree with the cheapest concoctions. And in general, I tend to. I have at least mild fun with a lot of stuff. And this one is short and... Uh, uh, it has its uh, fun moments and uh, heinous moments and plenty of t- plenty to talk about really which is uh, why we're here but we gotta ask ourselves again uh, on the theme of that question I had about Charlie Cho what is it about Charlie in your mind that is so entertaining and funny you know why why do you like him something about that uh, his mild mannered look you know mixed with just the depraved and outrageous characters he plays you know it, it's a dichotomy that works you know mm-hmm. yeah, and, he's, ga- uh, he's game yeah, yeah 150% <laughs> you know there's game and there's Charlie Show yeah exactly it's like you, you know it's like Charlie walks onto the uh, set you know he's like oh hold on a second why the hell am I wearing pants during this scene let's get these off of here let's get Look, me director I wore red for you <laughs> like that wasn't necessary but fine Shoot. Let's switch things up. Let's not do the white uh, boxer shorts. Let's do yellow this time yes. around. Paradoxic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, he was willing to make a fool out of himself. I love game people like that. I love game uh, actors and actresses. And uh, we we never laughed at Charlie. I mean, we talk of him like he's not the best like actor in the world and definitely not the sexiest guy in the world, you know. Uh, but 
we laugh with him you know he's not pathetic it's not like this is a pathetic guy who was in 50 pathetic movies or anything uh, and occasionally it was interesting to see him go all heinous you know and psychotic and dark which um, you know you remember China Dolls where he like shit yeah, and the butter like ah you know it's it's dark you know it's not like yeah, that's funny because it's Charlie it's like whoa scary Charlie it is pretty scary so I mean there are also you know game screen perverts galore around the globe you know uh, I'm sure in Japan and Italy and what have you but mm-hmm. this is Hong Kong so I suppose you know yeah. Um, it's it's no he's no like sexy George Eastman or anything because George Eastman wasn't goofy and like with glasses and pervert thing you know he was saying you know man uh, yeah. do 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 you have any like spontaneous like uh, comparisons to uh, a similar Japanese performer? Uh, not off the top of my head. It's oh, usually okay. the women who are the uh, stars over there. Right on. Maybe that, yeah. that Goldfinger guy, but he, he was an actual porn star, you know, a, a, hardcore, <laughs> yeah. a hardcore porn star. Uh, yeah, I'm who, not, who, I'm not who familiar was... with male Japanese porn stars. Right on. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's I mentioned in the first review that prior he had different roles. You know, Charlie often played lawyers and doctors and comedy roles. You can see him in Police Story. And in, in, fits in that, that bill, you know, he you know, you know, he was a slimy lawyer in that one. He was absolutely uh, perfect. And and when Category Three came calling uh, in the mainstream, it just happened that Charlie felt right naturally, you know, and and frequently, right. uh, and even um, and even past the Category Three day, if you want to assume that this was made a little bit after uh, the majority of it. Uh, they still called call on Charlie and he he returned the call you know and, uh... yeah yeah okay <laughs> maybe slick my hair back put on some glasses and jump in some underwear I'm yeah. down and, and I got a suit anyway you know I, <laughs> I think no one has worn more suits uh, or frequently in movies than Charlie Cho <laughs> I'm sure he brought them home with him too I think he had to bring his own at times you know. <laughs> uh, but you know what this movie uh, you know, open scarily. You know, scary music on white on black. Uh, you know, credits. Oh, and yeah. th- and this is past mainstream category three, so maybe it's going to deliver something original and unique. And hey, the credit reads Charles Cho. No fucking around with Charlie now. This is <laughs> Charles Cho. This is a serious fucking actor. I'm gonna be taken seriously. Category three is in the rearview fucking mirror. I'm Charles Cho now, motherfucker. And he, I'm even called Mr. Chen, not even Boss Charlie. You know, major <laughs> change. Or is it, Joshua? Not at all. Not really. <laughs> Charles Cho is exactly the same character as, uh, you know. Is Charlie Cho. I absolutely adored when the credit read that, you know, Charles. Like, you know, yeah, I read that too. Like, like t- tightening his uh, tie, you know, I'm Charles. Charles, now. excuse me. Now my pants are on, I'm Charles now. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so we cut to some annoying chick. <laughs> well, she was like, God, you don't want to talk about your all-time like Acting. top Hong Kong comedic performances. She, you know, she couldn't go five seconds without like swooning or you know clutching a part of her body or just whatever, you know. Because she was happier, uh, and what what was she happy about exactly? Because it's a it's a kind of a James Bond pre-credit sequence that has nothing to do with anything <laughs> other than to set up that Fong Yao is in it as a priest. Right, it's actually kind of bizarre the entire sequence. It starts off with this crazy woman we're talking about 
uh, going to the Taoist priest who we'll get to know throughout the majority of the movie and uh, saying that her husband hasn't been home in three days. Well, the Taoist priest, you know, I ain't, I'm not 100% on it, but uh, the husband that's been missing is with another priestess, black magic priestess, and this black magic priestess has him under some kind of spell, right? It looks so, like it, yeah. Some, some kind of possession deal going on there. Yeah, so she, you know, as she's laying him down about to perform some ritual or whatever, our Taoist priest gets rid of the woman, says, go home, your husband will be there waiting on you. And he does a good deed by going, and he teleports to this priestess, zaps the priestess to wherever, and then <laughs> saves the husband. And, you know, we're under the impression that this Taoist priest is a pretty good guy, right? But he's not. Not at all. You're right. I see. It, it ends with uh, the, the happy couple. You know, uh, all's oh, yeah. well ends well. And she's so, you know, the way she clutches I her arms my and like feet in three days because I want you to wash them. <laughs> I kind of took that as a kind of superstitious thing that you can't wash your feet otherwise your husband or the spells won't work or what have you. Or she's just a dumbass. She's just a dumbass, I think, oh. because she was like, you know, her husband gives her like sponge baths. It sounds like, and she, yeah. you know terribly missed it so you know she's and like, it doesn't lead to a sex scene between them it's just yeah. like uh, you know all's well ends well credits no <laughs> the movie yeah. has not started yet <laughs> yeah Charles show here so, you go cut to Charlie he's of course um, a model agency boss you know what a bad gig what uh, a bad gig you know, Charlie awful. we're gonna we have this role for you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're the boss of a you know model agency uh, company and mm. uh People are going to, you know, walk in bikinis around you all day. You're gonna, you, you have to inspect bras, you know. <laughs> Will you do it? <sighs> no, I want something more respectable. I want to be, I want to fuck out of my body as well. So, yes, you can. <laughs> well, got a deal. Um, you know, uh, what else can you say? Well, I, I like that uh, Pauline Chan was, uh, you know, aside from the footage that we we might discuss. She is more dressed down in this movie. She uh, she is more boyish, you know. She doesn't she doesn't need to appear apparently in some kind of desperate like uh, sexy outfit in every goddamn scene, you know. She she's more boyish and uh, she she isn't engaged or on or anything, and this is just some commitment uh, for her. Uh, but I, 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 I like that look of Pauline Chan more dressed down and boyish. You know, she still looks beautiful. Yeah, I mean, we've discussed it on the show and everything about her like kind of sad life and the things that end mm. up happening to her and everything like that uh, do you uh, want to go into that again well <laughs> in short I don't remember exactly the reason but uh, Pauline Chan actually um, uh, sadly committed suicide in about 2001 I think uh, there was she, a lot of drug use uh, she might have been that got too. off pretty bad and uh, you know rumors of I mean even like I was reading about it last night Wikipedia y'all but uh yeah, I mean, rumors about her and sorcery herself and stuff, probably mm. just bullshit there, but, you know, lots of drugs, though, and everything, and, uh, just, and I think it really, like, this was made in 99, this was kind of around that time, almost to the point, between 99 to her death, and what was it, like, 2001? I think so, I mean, no, I think it's, it started the millennium, I think, anyway, I mean, it right, doesn't yeah, right really at, matter. So. Yeah, right at that point, between 99 and, say, 2001, she basically kind of almost become uh, unusable, you know, because mm -hmm. of her erratic behavior. She was arrested and, like, 
Britain or something like that for attacking somebody. She supposedly tried to commit suicide on the air or something like that, if Wikipedia is to be trusted. Mm-hmm. Just uh, pretty in- insane behavior. And, uh, you know, at this point, you know, I don't know. I don't know if me reading into things too much, but she looks a lot skinnier, like in her face and stuff. Right. And, you know, I feel like I'm, like, watching it and I'm just going between that and the Wikipedia and I'm like oh man it's like, I'm looking uh, at her filmography by the way her latest filmography she, she was actually in Millennium Man though apparently 2001 yeah. and 2002 she apparently um, committed suicide yeah uh, so that's uh, that's that, that that's sad and I mean it's one sad. of her last movies you know like the last what three or so yeah yeah exactly 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 uh, but um, so that that's Paulina but I, I, I like the scene where you know when I see Charlie you know he obviously you know makes a pass at her you know and uh, and I was thinking to myself and this is actually quite wonderful that why don't just Charlie just flat out say it you know Pauline are you free for dinner I want to fuck you <laughs> uh, and he doesn't you know he, he, he just asks you know are you free for dinner but then what happens is the thing Marry next girl me. Next girl, well, he says that, but next girl that comes in, you know, the girl from Legend of uh, Ledgen or Legend Ledgen. of an Erotic Movie Star, you know, she comes in and he does say that all around, you know, I want to play with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so he did what I thought was would be wonderful. Like, why don't you just say it like it is, Charlie? Don't, don't you know, don't beat yeah. around the bush. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. And I mean, uh, that girl, Liu Chitak. One of her only lead roles was in Legend of an Erotic Movie Star, like we discussed last year, last episode, and uh, this was like her f- second out of three movies. This uh, bit part in this movie, such a bummer because I really like her, man. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. I think she's really great, even in this little small role. You know, she has the most disgusting making out scene with Charlie Cho ever. <laughs> I know. And I mean, she she's a, a model that. You know, it, if it brings her benefits, then she'll do anything. You know, she right. she, she will have sex with the boss, and all of that. Even what, what, if it's Charlie Cho. Even if it's Charlie Cho, you know. And I love it. <laughs> did, did you spot the name of the porno magazine that Charlie warms up with when? Uh, <laughs> I did not. What was it? Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you know S C O P Scoop. <laughs> what is in that? What do you read it, in Scoop? It was actually, it looked like actual pornography rather than him reading a tabloid. It was not like, I it was that. that like, yeah, I hope that the Scoop... Hey, 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 hey vendor, news. vendor, news, newspaper vendor, do you have Scoop? Well, oh, fucking God. A would do. <laughs> scoop is such a nasty word. <laughs> I think of dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Scooping up crap. So, so you know, it, it, this was the scene, I mean, it, it, it's, you know... It, it's a 10 minute sex scene and uh, but for what it's worth it's one of the few Charlie Cho sex scenes where they do attempt some kind of slightly erotic aura rather than him being like this fucking giddy clown yeah you know what I mean uh, uh-huh. because you know he looks like he's taking it seriously rather than like I'm fucking Charlie Cho and I'm having fun <laughs> fucking you you know um, and he doesn't fall down on the girl after after ejaculating <laughs> like in in the other movie, which yeah. was leeching Ling, but um, you know, but uh, she is not the focus. You know, he's hell bent on getting Pauline. You know, she dares say no to me, <laughs> you know. and uh, it has minor, minor commentary on men in positions. You know, mm-hmm. but that commentary is kind of squashed because 
what he does is he goes to a Taoist priest, uh, pays him, and he gets like a very simple uh, piece of magical spell, uh, you know, onto him, which makes him go out of his body to fuck. Yeah. And, I mean, there's your template right there, and it's as goofy and funny as it is heinous. So, what do you think? What does it come off as this scenario? Uh, uh, I, I, initially, I know what you're gonna say, but you know, overall, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, without going into just this, what I want to talk about, <laughs> okay, right. I'll just say, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a clever device, you know, and it actually works in this movie, you know. I think that uh, you know, for what this is, which is a really cheap piece of you know sleaze, it. Uh, it manages to have a template that kind of allows for a decent little story to be told. It's a short movie that doesn't, uh, aside from that 10 minute move, uh, sex scene, it actually moves. <laughs> it, I think it ran about 7 or 8 or maybe 10. It is pretty long, yeah. So aside from that, the movie actually moves. You know, it, it doesn't have grating comedy in between to fucking get this up to 95 minutes or anything. So that that's good. But you know what? I, I don't care if you have. Uh, Jump, uh, jump ahead in the movie. Or what do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that the uh, se- the first sequence where Charlie goes out of body and uh, molests uh, Pauline Chan yeah. is the the scene from uh, probably I think Devil of Rape. I mean, I, it's been a year now since. And I've love is song. over. Right? He, it, it popped up in the, both. I can't remember. It does because clearly in Love Is Over and Devil of Rape they use the same scene and then add some uh, you know supernatural shenanigans to connect it more to Devil of Rape the thing is I think you're right but I also think you're wrong at the same time I think it's shot at the same time it's Mm -hmm. the same room but it's a different uh, scene it's not the same like uh, footage uh, because it's more like Pauline is more helpless here like because she's been she's been uh, you know, raped by partly a visible, partly uh, invisible, uh, you know, demon or Charlie Show. <laughs> I want uh, to think, though, that, like, we talked about last because time. Because I don't remember the distress as much from the other scene, because largely there's distress here, which made me well, think that it's a different scene. Yeah, I, I seem to recall us talking about, like, her seeming if, as if she didn't want it, but then that she did, you know what I'm saying? Well, and that's what, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That's what happens here. Like, it starts off with, you know, her being frightened by Charlie, and then slowly she seems to apparently get into it, which mm. is not what's ever discussed in the film. You know, I think, yeah, I think you're right, but I think most of the footage was actually new to this movie. But that means they had a lot of footage to pick from. So right. because they, there's a pretty, it's a pretty long sex scene in one of the movies. I think Devil of Rape goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on, right. and uh, Charlie doesn't stop talking in those scenes. <laughs> yeah. So so I think they just picked footage from it that we've partly seen and that we partly haven't seen. But it's, it's definitely from the old same uh, shoot. Pauline looks way different, you know. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as familiar to me, but uh, you, I, I I think you are right. It's not a new scene, but I think the footage. Um, that we see here wasn't uh, f- uh, included extensively in the other movies. So. Never uh, thought I'd want to watch Devil or Rape again, but <laughs> I'm curious now. I actually heard someone getting an uncut version of that because it's quite cut to the version we saw, so, um, really? you know, 
a few minutes extra, you know, of sex or maybe a violent scene or that one old... sex scene just gets elongated even more. Uh, yeah, fifteen minutes. <laughs> uh, but 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 I love prior to this scene, you know, when uh, Charlie Cho uh, enters Vitaly's priest uh, apartment, which he con- conducts his uh, stuff. You know, he just has cloth uh, hung hung all all over the place, which might be very real. You know, that's. Mm, you know, if they can't find a church, then might as well have it in their apartment or what have you. But I love the little... Charlie enters the scene in his underwear. And yes. the priest acknowledges that. Uh, <laughs> and, and, the, and the subtitles read like, you're impolite, you come here in shorts. <laughs> so it's like, uh, Charlie didn't even ask. He just turns up, you know, hey, what's up? This is what he does. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd come here in my tidy white. Is that cool? He probably like left his house and everything. He's walking around town, <laughs> underwear, some boxers too. Not not uh, just. I think they are boxers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shorts. I just, I just like to put everything in that category because it feels uh, funny. <laughs> it feels uh, you know, and uh, uh, another beautiful subtitle within this because he talks of what he can do. Um, uh, when he uh, employs the services of the Taoist priest. And one of the subtitles read, If I can feeble with her, I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> if I can fever, that's just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what? Not fuck, not have sex, fever. Fever, yeah. Yeah. So, that, 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 I'm gonna use that. <laughs> yes. um, so, it's like uh, he teleports himself to that sex scene and he gets her. So, credit, 30 minutes in, we're done. Uh, no, nope. uh, because uh, he, he, the movie obviously is eighty-one minutes, but it's kind of like he accomplished his goals. But then obviously they add uh, add the fact that you know, in order to fully, you know, make her his, right. they he has to rape her three times, and they so made that up for exploitation's sake. <laughs> rape her three times, come on, you know, that's just dumb and heinous and evil and right. We're fine, you know. And at this point, it's the same. Point. Taoist priest from the beginning of the movie so you're kind of like uh, you know what the fuck happened to him you know how did he get so evil but whatever money now, uh, money, money, money. money 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 so uh, but uh, so, but it, to follow this because it is a short movie that uh, has you know it hasn't got scenes where it just drags and drags and drags continually it is totally tolerable and you know face palm inducing and kind of you go for different emotions that you you have fun you think it's heinous and it moves and I think that's actually a a positive verdict uh, within all of this and uh, as cheap as it is the girls look great Uh, especially the girl priest the other priest played by Reina Otomo and she was in Love is Over one of the girls in there she's in a Charlie Chow movie called Picking Up Girls Uh, sort of mildly frequent category 3 actress but she looks fantastic in this oh, movie, yeah. I think. Uh, because it is, it is a thing. You can have gorgeous women, but for some reason, when the movies are cheap, they don't. They are not shot well. They're not. Uh, the costumes are rather, you know, bland and poor. Uh, but she really looks great. Really looks great. Uh, d- despite having, you know, her like alter and all of that in her apartment, you know what I mean. So, but but th- that might be real enough, as I said. Um, in terms of practitioners in real life, whether the, I'm not saying there's black magic pr- practitioners akin to this, but you know, for worship's sake or what have you, you know, you you have altars in your apartment and all of that. So. Yeah, and the walls are just yellow <laughs> and with with calligraphy just drawn randomly on mm. everything. Yeah. 
But man, why I just t- took a swig of uh, Yulmus again is because that depressing shower scene of Pauline Chan oh. from Devil of Rape and I think Love is Over turns up here and it's it's too real. It's too real. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you say again whatever you like about that depressing shower scene. It's not, you know, it's not shot depressingly or anything like that, but it's almost, it's like a real shower is really what it is, yeah. you know, and like. Pauline Chan, this is something she shot God knows why or whatever, but it's been recycled now in three movies, we think. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's just her, dead eyes, oh, just man. whatever, just showering, you know. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully, it's, it's, a shot where she looks at the camera. It It does, but in the other movie, one of the other movies, there's a shot where she looks in the camera, and that just kills me. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's a cry for, it is a cry for help I'm not kidding around it is like yeah. oh man I don't want to be here can you cut soon please uh, like so, uh, uh, but you know producers are producers and their footage is available to them and uh, we're gonna put it here and uh, shower scene people like that oh, yeah, uh, it's not like this you know what it was a box office match or anything 1999 was not the year to actually create box office um, you know gold out of uh, cheap footage you know uh, 1999, when it was released, this uh, was um, Hong Kong cinema at its kind of low point. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that uh, Charlie uh, is like Li Chung Ling, kind of uh, not uh, content with uh, willing girls. He needs to go for the girl that isn't willing because the second major scene with uh, the legend of an, of an erotic movie star, uh, Liu Chi Tak, is, uh, I mean, she's so willing to like go down on him and pleasure him and, and he just sits there and like god damn it I don't want to marry that Pauline Chan it's been a week now I waited a week for like do the second to do the second rape and while that happens you know off screen she's obviously sucking his cock you can hear <laughs> they actually put those sound effects on the movie and uh, that that wasn't a common thing you know yeah <laughs> And and obviously him being like fucking I'll get her. He uh, she reacts to the fact that you know he doesn't get hard. <laughs> you, know? Yes. you know, so it's like God damn it, she's willing. Like go for her. You know, why why be mean and evil, Charlie? You know, so, she likes you or yeah. something, yeah. or likes your power or whatever. But uh, so uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say. I mean, I I. I give it a positive grade because it does the job, you know, for good or worse, and there uh, moves, and uh, there's some fun. Uh, I actually like the special effects in this one. Uh, the basic special effects, we've talked about this before, but the animated effects that they employ and the effects where things, uh, you know, vanish, you know, pew, 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 and vanish yeah. from table, tables, and what have you. I don't care what anyone says, I think that's convincing. Mm. Because if you do the jump cut correctly, i.e., the, keeping the actors in place, you know, while the jump cut happens, and they yeah. remove each uh, each item from the table and what have you, uh-huh. that that works. That works. Hey. You know, no It's not a painting because that's real stuff. You know, CGI, extensive CGI. That's just a big old painting um, that I'm not convinced of. Usually, uh, right. it's there. You know. And uh, animated effects, I'm I'm a big fan of, and they go they go for it in some cases here. Like they almost paint like animated pouring effects, like you know, like they're pouring animated liquid of some kind of on uh, people. You know, not just their uh, race, but almost like uh, you know, if you remember Devil of Rape when uh, Charlie 
uh, poops uh, the uh, yellow yellow energy yes, balls or whatever. It's yes. kind of like that pour, you know, in in some scenes here. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, and I like that. Uh, I like that a lot, actually. A lot of lasers. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, uh, what else is there? Well, there's a completely unnecessary animal cruelty scene. scene oh here. God! Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, I, I, I said that this movie didn't have much filler. Here's a filler. Well, that's filler, and then also the sightseeing scene in Hong Kong with Paul and Chan and the boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, you want to talk about the animal cruelty scene? Uh, it was essentially the priests battling it out, I think. Yeah, but in animal priests. form. Uh, the priestess sends out a snake and the priest sends out a ferret or mongoose. I think and, it's a mongoose, uh, yeah. Mongoose, whatever. And so we get to and, see and these it's two a cobra. To death. It's yeah. a cobra versus a mongoose as well. So. Yeah. They both end up dying. It's like Calamity of Snakes leftover footage, that Taiwanese movie. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, it's footage from something. I yeah. yeah, obviously the actors aren't in it, and it's it's shot separately. Only the animals yeah. in the frame and what have you. So it's like it's not uh, it's not necessary um, as such. I mean, it's not like Sam Hong's spooky encounters kind of deal here, where the priests uh, use in that case, you know, humans to do uh, to have them possessed by m- the monkey gods and what have you, and do amazing kung fu and what have you. They don't do that. They just cut to cheap animal footage to make them us believe that they are inhabiting the animals and there's a climactic fight and shit you know uh, you know I can't... and really when they had the two animals like the uh, priestess she throws out the snake but we don't actually see her with a snake she's got bags she throws the bag down and supposedly the snake crawls out yeah. and then the uh, priest he has the mongoose and you know I'm not 100% sure that was a mongoose in his hand it looked kind of like a rat yeah <laughs> but but, well, yeah. well, they use like uh, Ken and Barbie dolls at the altar and what have you. So whatever yeah. cheap, like if they couldn't find that for the altar, like if they wanted a, ta- a sort of calmer animal, then a rat it is, you know. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I they... mean, if if that sort of stuff is a killer for you, then yeah, this is probably not your thing. And finally, uh, Reina Otomo has um, obviously as she supernaturally fights against uh, Fong Yao's priest, he actually uh, manages to uh, take her out essentially at one point where it looks like she had has had this horrible miscarriage because her white well, cloth is yeah. all bloodied up and she's in pain and what have you which is uh, obviously a stage scene, it's not, you know, no animal cruelty or they didn't uh, cut her or anything it just <laughs> looks nasty because it's obviously coming from her crotch area somewhat uh, that's effective. That's well done. Yeah, ultimate uh, period. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, and it's not like a spray or anything. It's just like an aftermath yeah. shot, and she being and acting yeah. very well, being in pain. So, uh, but I like it. I like it. I mean, it's a it's yeah. a, it's a dark ass movie, and Charlie Cho in a role where this is just insisted on that he goes out of his body just to fuck. <laughs> you know, that's the pitch and. Kind of God bless exploitation producers for for what it's worth. You know, I I had a not always a good time, but I had a fast time with this, and uh, I think that the attribute is not a given with these cheap movies at all. Eighty minutes, you know. Indeed. What else can you ask for? Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'm gonna go say it's you know a positive experience or anything like that. You know, I did enjoy it for the most part, but yeah, the Pauline Chan stuff kind of. 
leaves me a little bit like bummed out, but mm. uh, you know, overall, you know, it is an exploitation movie, and it does do the job. You know, it mm. provides cheap thrills, and it does it in a fast pace. So, you know, what else can you ask for? Scoop. Scoop. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna ask for. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> you know, newspaper vendor man, do you have scoop in your fine establishment? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, holy shit, it, it's here. It actually exists. <laughs> oh my god. It's uh, the same issue, too. <laughs> so, we have two sections before we sign off. Uh, one is, uh, two, two are important, actually. First is availability. There was a DVD by City Connection, a budget one. It's um, they, they, This was a budget company. It's cropped to full screen, but subtitled, and uh, it's uh, very watchable, it's a clear print. So as long as it's watchable in some form, it's a win for the Category 3 collector, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't think City Connection are around anymore, so therefore it's no surprise that this DVD is out of print. So check if you can find used copies if they're out there, or torrents if worse comes to worse. But, uh, but we have an important segment. We did it last year, it's a very silly bit, but for my own amusement, we're gonna do the Charlie Joe fuck count this year as well. Across the two movies where he gets uh, not as much as 10 sexual encounters. I'm willing to bet, let's see here, uh, 7. So am I right or wrong, Joshua? And uh, what are the sexual encounters? I give you, man, you're pretty good. Because I, I, I counted am. at least, I counted seven. <laughs> and what what were they based on your criteria? Uh, because I was uh, like, you could make your up your own criteria, kind of. So, uh-huh. right. so, so go for it. So in False Lady, we have Charlie with uh, three different sexual scenes. Charlie mm. has sexual orientation, sexual uh, activity. Sexual orientation? Sexual <laughs> <laughs> Go Charlie to school. Sexual activities with Milka twice. You know, the first time which uh, he's busted by uh, Aman, and then the second time he's busted by his wife, and that stops. Then Charlie has sex with his wife, says three times, false lady. And then in uh, Hunting Evil Spirit, he has sex with uh, the model, mm-hmm. and then he has the rape with Pauline, mm-hmm. and then he gets the BJ from the model, which I'm going to count even though he doesn't get an erection. And then uh, Charlie and the priestess later in the movie. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that scene. Because she's lying there, and it kind of like uh, is probably going to lure him in to some extent there. I think anyway. Yeah, something. Because like at one point she says that she has her period, which is uh, in subtitles it says uh, periods. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so maybe she's lying there resting, and Charlie like uh, going to utilize that moment of weakness, uh, which sounds horrible, I know, but. Uh, you know, he gets his comeuppance, sort of. So. Right. It's, yeah. It's not yeah. like, I win at the end of the movie. No. Yeah. So there's arguably between five to seven. Right. <laughs> I, ca- I count a seven based on that uh, list that it just, uh, just uh, read. So I win. There you go. You win. <laughs> I gain yeah. nothing, but I win. So I, win. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, boy, oh boy. That's Christmas for you. The Yulmust is... It's actually finished. It's over oh. with. I don't have it anymore. So that does it for a year. And we will be back at some point, obviously next year, with more of the same random picks for the Tidy Whitey Theater, true crime discussions, and uh, its movie depictions, including a look at the men behind the sun, which is obviously a war crime 
depiction. Uh, Another uh, really uplifting movie. Yep. Would have been perfect for Christmas. I suppose, but uh, it's it's a research, and I I wasn't gonna do a, you know fill this uh, fun show with uh, tons of history and research. So. It's hard enough to count Charlie's sex scenes. Exactly, so. I know that. So, uh, but in all seriousness, this is this podcast is a passion project of mine, as I feel really creative when getting a chance to talk about these movies, giving them a shot and a forum where they are taken seriously as goofy movies can be taken seriously or taken seriously if the movies are actually uh, dramatic and uh, all of that uh, but giving them a voice is the point and uh, as well as exercising my own voice as an amateur expert on expert on these genres and this era you know and an aura of fun and context has always been my goal uh, and I could not do it without bouncing off a receptive one like you Joshua so <laughs> So thank you again for sticking with me another year doing this continuing series of category free coverage in podcast form that I dare say is rather unique and in a category of its own. And uh, I hope we can do it uh, next year as well. Oh, kid. Thanks for having me, buddy. No problem at all. You know, cause I, I would, I would, it would be, uh, it would be straining to just do it on your own. Uh, so oh, I gotta have. God, I can imagine. Yeah, so I gotta have someone to bounce off of, and uh, I hate hopefully. I my own jokes. Yeah, but I do it anyway. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It, it kind of you know it gives you an insight as well. But you you bring an expert mm-hmm. uh, an expert sense too in terms of discussing movies and bringing your knowledge of these and all of that. So it's not like you, you know you're a pupil pupil or you know only you know you bring an, uh, a sense of expertise and your expertise is obviously Japanese too which is whenever you go into those tangents whether on this show or good tangents or on the trashy trio it's always very educational because that's so not my world but it makes me curious and uh, interesting it's all about uh, getting out there and trying new things man mm-hmm uh, so um, I mean, uh, and, and this is also a podcast that we can't do for more than maybe seven, eight, nine, ten times a year, based on the fact that I produce other podcasts and you do now as well, and there's life and whatever. But uh, we 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 try to make it somewhat monthly and uh, and uh, weighty when we do uh, produce a full episode. Yeah. So uh, that's um, that's uh, us for this year. Contact information and a sign off and. This has been This Week in Sleaze on the Podcast on Fire Network. This show on podcastonfire.com and the bonus episodes. And we'll do some more of those maybe next year as well. Podcast on Fire at googlemail.com is the email. Podcast on Fire has its uh, page on Facebook that you can click and uh, leave us a like on. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash POF Network. Join the discussion group. Type in Podcast on Fire Network in the Facebook search bar. And uh, tweet us at Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Podcast on Fire. So good reviews for my writing, Category 3, Ninja Exploitation, Taiwanese Black Movies, more of that next year. Sleazy K Video for the video reviews, sleazykvideo.com that is, and twitter.com forward slash so good reviews for my tweets. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a star rating if you like us, a written comment if you have the time to do so, we would very much appreciate that. And stream us via Stitcher Radio, application available to your iPhone, iPad, Android, or you can stream it via the web, but the smoothest way is to do it via the application that is free from your nearest app store. And Shelf Life Clothing maybe has some sweet Christmas deals on cool t-shirts, like maybe the Gambling Vampire t-shirts, 
with uh, with Andy Lau as uh, Gongsi hopping vampire and uh, Lam Ching Ying sitting in the chair God of Gambler style. You remember that nice. the iconic shot of God of Gamblers with the playing cards oh, and yeah. uh, sitting in the chair. So go get the gambling vampire t-shirts. It's awesome. Uh, Shelflifeclothing.com And finally your two endeavors, Joshua. VadeCelluloid.net and the Trashy Trio podcast. Check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, in uh, December, regardless, there will be an episode or two, uh, maybe Christmas themed. So uh, ch- check it out and, uh, and uh, ch- check out a very a trio uh, with uh, chemistry and uh, an uncensored, uh, an uncensored uh, kind of feel and vibe, which is wonderful. So uh, I, I dig it. I dig it. So everybody, Merry Christmas! Uh, take care of each other. Watch a category three movie or five, even if not. Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, holiday themed, and just <laughs> and just enjoy yourself on every level. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but take care and thank you for the support, and see you very soon again. So let's stop that 2013 fucking and resume again early in 2013. So that's it. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even include uh, Sean Connery. Like fuck everybody, see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I think you put that in there. Uh, Merry, fuck you but Merry Christmas and do take care but fuck you <laughs> aww Sean so sweet almost sounded like that trailer thing that Trey Parker did like coming out June 7 or whatever fuck you <laughs> 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 rated R for pirates <laughs>